According to my next guest, women make up only 15% of executives in the entire executive population of all JSE companies. And this is despite women wanted wanting to have long-term careers and that also there are more women qualifying at higher rates from universities. 52% of those who complete post-secondary education are women. It's showing the dis- disparities when it comes to gender dynamics and particularly the C-suite class. Philippa Gerd is the founder of Recruit My Mom. Good morning, Philippa. Really appreciate it. Um, talk to me through some of the main findings of the Working Woman in South Africa report for 2024, Philippa. Good morning, Lester. Thank you. Um, yeah, so some of the main findings uh, you have already mentioned, um, which is is that the ingoing context is, is that there are more females entering and graduating from tertiary institutions, more women entering the workforce, yet, as you said, we've got this tiny percentage of women in executive and senior leadership positions in South Africa. And this is not um, sustainable for us as business owners in a market where we've got such a skill shortage. So what this report is about is, is, is assisting business to be able to really understand what actionable strategies they can implement to ensure that we can retain and attract this talent long term. And so some of the things that are coming out of the report are that um, women are perceiving that there are real career barriers um, to growth, and one of them is internal opportunities. And what we're seeing is is that in the kind of junior mid-level, we start to see a drop-off in women in the workplace. And that's often the opportunity that business can have to, to really implement plans and strategies in order to get women to the next level of seniority. It's oh. almost like the missing rung in the ladder, yeah. if you like. What, 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 what correlation is there between the junior middle sector drop-off and the career pauses, it it is uh, the woman's decision or, or, or family's decision or and a spouse's decision on when to have children and whether they are out for half a year while nursing the child, whether they go for nine-month maternity breaks. But that causes career pauses. For women, is there a connection between this drop-off after junior middle level and the career pauses which that women decide to have to to have kids and and maybe raise families, Philippa? Yes, yeah, so Lester. In forty-nine percent of women, they will take a career pause, um, and we see that. And of that forty-nine percent that take a career pause, ninety-five percent of those will return to the workforce. And what I think is quite interesting on those career pauses is that it's not just motherhood. A large percentage of that is motherhood, but there are other reasons why people take career pauses, including studying, which is interesting. So, So the finding and the recommendation is because we know that women do take these pauses, remembering that it's 49%, is that... The, the report again shows that they're very career-minded. They're wanting to grow, they're wanting to work, and they, they are needing the financial stability. So if business can work with women across those career pauses and put in things like flexible work arrangements that enable them to be able to work 
while not needing to completely come out of the workplace, then that would really help them to be able to retain their staff and be able to get them to the next level of seniority. And some companies offer career breaks like that. You know, you can take a break, but we welcome you back um, as soon as you're ready to come back. I, I appreciate what you said. It's not just for childbirth and rearing children. Um, the the social responsibility, the social burden, one could call it the gender burden that we've placed on as a society is that women look after children, women look after the older uh, frail family members. That is the gender responsibility that we've largely made up as a society, that women by and large are the ones who are the carers in the family. And if anyone needs to take a break from their career, it would be women. And, and that is completely made up. We've decided as a society that that is a woman's responsibility. Yeah, and, and what we're seeing is, is, is that um, 80% of women have got dependents and um, 62% of those being mothers, so they're looking after children. And if you have a look at the fact that 43% of women in this country are single mothers, the sole income burden on women is enormous. There are more women-headed households now in South Africa than male-headed households. So you have a dependency um, burden, plus you've got normal household care, plus you've got financial um, on, a, on a large number of women in South Africa. And, and this is what's driving their need to grow their careers and want to be retained in the workforce. And what this report shows, again, is, is just real, actionable, helpful ways that businesses can embrace in order to retain and attract what is actually our long-term talent pipeline coming into the market in a skills shortage market. Uh, the report also dispels the assumption that all working mothers want to work remotely or part-time or only half day. There are more respondents that say they actually prefer to work full-time hours uh, regardless of the age or supporting the need for financial gain. More people want to go back to an office environment. That is very true. So again, what's, what we, we see as underlying this is the financial burden that uh, women are experiencing at the moment and the financial need and also the fact that they, um, they want to contribute. And so 55% of women in, said in the report that they wanted to work full-time hours. Of that 55%, 32% wanted to work full-time in office and 23% wanted to work full-time with a reduced work week, which was very interesting. It starts to show the influence of the four-day work week. But what was overwhelmingly interesting was that 59% of women, all ages, from all dwelling types, want to work in a hybrid manner. Only 33% want to work fully remote, um, which dispels the myth that all women, particularly mothers, want to work remotely. They actually want to work a hybrid. But only 8% of all women want to work full-time in office. Um, and that's an interesting stat, given that we're starting to see companies say, actually, we would like you now more full-time back in office. And what we're saying is, is if you're going to take a long-term view of this talent pipeline, then what they're desiring is, is they're desiring a hybrid way of working because of the burden that they're carrying. Yeah. Philip Baguette, really appreciate your time. Founder of Recruit My Mom. My, my wife returned to, to work full-time for the first time last week. 
she works in the parliamentary precinct. Uh, and because of the fire, it was first the COVID lockdown and then the parliamentary fire, they continued to work from home. And she returned to work for the first time after her, her leave, which ended two, three weeks ago. And they said, okay, everyone returns for five days a week. And it immediately sort of caused a problem with us because we had a, we had a two-year-old that had to be admitted to hospital last week our our working and domestic arrangements is that in periods when we had to admit the young one uh, it would be her that would stay uh, with him also because my responsibility is to be uh, very very early in the morning and there was then this conversation what then happens if the ability is still to work from home via a hybrid system if parliamentary committees are still streamed online and via the zoom links in order to also to save family responsibility days because that's also an issue um, is the accommodation from our bosses to say well you can stay in hospital with the kid take your laptop with and still follow follow parliamentary committees and this is a reality that many many mothers have to face with 021 446 0567.